Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out right now. HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Like, if there had to be an MVP of this podcast, who do you think it would be? That cat in the background is the MVP of this podcast. Or it could be Mike Catron. It's one of the two. I think those are the top uh, two choices. I was going to nominate MVP. Craig. Craig has been MVP this season. Shout out to Craig. He's changed the format of the podcast. Uh, hooked us up with a new theme song. So got us to record a lot easier. It was a good change in format, just like the NBA All-Star Game. Um, probably one of the most exciting All-Star Games uh, I can remember, if not the best one of all time. Actual, real, like, pickup game, hard defense basketball was going on, and I loved it. I was here for it. I couldn't – I can't get enough of it. Yeah, it was It was great. The, that fourth quarter was exceptional. You could even tell earlier in the game, like it just started to pick up, like the the you know the charity getting the money, like Giannis started playing harder. But third quarter, you could start to see it coming together, and then the fourth quarter was was out of control. Um, there was like you know people elbowing each other in the face, taking charges, uh, screaming at the refs. Of course, that was LeBron and Chris Paul per usual. Um, the only thing I wish they would have done is. Everybody's saying like don't end the game on a free throw. I'm okay with that. Uh, it'd be better if they have you have to win by two. I think that'd be cool. And um, I think it, they should have subs in the fourth quarter. Why didn't they? Was there no subs in the fourth quarter at all? No, they could have made changes. They just chose not to. I think that's kind of bullshit because Luka Doncic and Trey Young should have been out there. Like, well, see, you know, okay, see, settle down, Chris Paul. Like, you're, you're good, but you're not that good. Well, not see, anymore. It was a strategy move, right? Like, you know, Giannis made the comment about they were targeting James Harden. I think, you know, you put either one of those two guys back on the floor, the other team's going to be targeting them because they're not as strong of defenders, especially against, you know, some of the elite guys in the game. And um, so I think that was strategy by both teams to kind of get players on there that played well on both ends of the floor. I, I would actually prefer to see them maybe even be forced to um, do subs, like line changes every three minutes, like it's hockey. I think that'd be kind of cool. Or maybe like every X amount of possessions, there's a line change. I like that. I want to see everybody play again. It was kind of, it was really, really, really cool to see like the best 10 guys, you know, like, or, you know, or at least 12 of the best 10 guys, 13 of the best 10 guys out there going at each other. You can argue that there was better guys on the bench for sure. But, like, after a while, it's kind of like, these guys are getting winded. These guys are going at each other so hard. Like, make a sub. Like, none of those guys are going to do it, right? None of those guys are going to voluntarily go out. And none of the young guys are going to go up to Chris Paul and be like, hey, bro, get out of the game. Like, that's not going to happen either. So, well, Luca was I understand. Popcorn. Didn't, you, yeah. didn't you see the picture? Was? Luca, he was eating popcorn. Yeah, he was chilling. He was just chilling on the bench, eating his popcorn. He was, he was having a good, good old time. I think he had a fantastic all-star game. The weekend was great. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, Chicago 
I thought did a, a, a fantastic job. I went to the game, uh, the Rising Stars game. That was a lot of fun. Uh, it was really, really cool that that turned into basically a dunk fest at the end of the game. I actually think they should just do that for the entire fourth quarter anyway. Like, I think that would be a great way to um, a great way to end the game. Um, why not? Like, I, I don't know. What, what did you think about it? Just kind of like, you know, taking it all in. I, I watched a lot of the events without sound, like if I was at a bar or whatever, and I didn't really get to see much of the uh, other than the dunk contest. I didn't really get to see like how the coverage was taking. So like, what did you take from the, from the whole thing? Uh, well, for the start off that rising stars game, you know, I, I thought it was fun. It was just fun. Um, it wasn't real basketball, but it was fun. Um, yeah. that, that, that Luca shot to end the half was <laughs> incredible. Um, well, that was silly. Cause you could see, I was actually almost like, what, what, what is he doing? And then you could like kind of see it forming where he's like, I'm about to do this. I don't care. And, uh, uh it was incredible. He's just- yeah. And then obviously on Saturday night, I mean, there was a lot of the usual, um, goodness. Right. And the dunk contest was fun. Um, Three-point contest, I don't know. I, the, the new format was fine. It was just different. I don't know that it was, like, any game changer. And yeah, I don't, I, I don't think it was. I thought it was cool, but, you know. That's what I mean. And the skills was good, but I, like I said to you beforehand, like, I was just kind of disappointed. And, like, even when I was watching, I was like, I feel like there's a lot more skilled players that are not in this skills competition. <laughs> completely agree. Um, I thought it was really interesting that uh only the bigs moved on in the skills competition um and i i guess once again as we as every single year tyler you got the skills competition you had buddy healed in the three-point contest though close three-point contest so that was that was kind of exciting uh though i think you had uh you had everybody in the finals anyway um and then i got Derek jones jr right actually had gordon Derek jones jr so i was winning that no matter what, I think Gordon, Gordon got totally screwed in that. I don't care what anybody says. Gordon was definitely one hundred percent screwed over in the dunk contest. Yeah, I don't, I don't even want to go into it. Like what that judging, like I, you gotta, you gotta enjoy it for what it is, which is the great dunks and not the terrible judging. Because here's, fan- here's the first event. part. I say, th- I say this about stuff like MMA too, like. It's so hard to judge because there's so many different things going on, and it's like not two people doing the exact same thing. So, like, what is the difference between a 50 and a 48 on that particular dunk? I don't know. What makes one dunk a 50 and one a 48? I, I don't know. Like, I can't, right? Like, it's all just in your personal preference. So, it's always going to be not the best judging. There's no like criteria to, to judge. Uh, I think that's okay, but I think you got to, like, make it a part of what the event itself. You can, I th- think it's fine to give out 50s all, all across the board, but then once you give out 50s for better and better dunks, then that 50 becomes that best dunk. If someone does a little bit less, then in 47, 48, 46, you start dropping them down again. I think it's okay if the if there's a fluctuation, there's not like an absolute scale for the dunking, but Aaron Gordon put out, uh, in my opinion, the top five dunks, and he put out the best dunk. So... He had the he had the best work uh, body of work, and he had the best dunk. Derek Jones Jr. also put out incredible, incredible dunks. Now they're all between the legs from different angles, and that's inc- absolutely incredible. But 
I feel like Aaron Gordon was just doing a little bit, was being a little bit more original with his dunks, trying different things. Um, and then there's obviously the really, the big shady Dwayne Wade uh, suspiciously changing his. So the word on the street is that they were going to keep the scores the same and suspiciously Dwayne Wade's score changed in order to reward a Miami Heat player. I'm just saying that it was fixed. I think Dwayne just wanted the publicity. He wanted to get that uh that that publicity back to the Miami Heat too. Spotlight Dwayne. Anyway, man. Always always shady. Uh Kawhi Leonard, I think I'm scared of Kawhi Leonard. Like I think you could kind of see in that All-Star game like when they started going at each other, it became like it became official, and you saw like LeBron has like is still fantastic, but like he's lost his step to the young guys. Giannis was you know blocking his shots. Giannis was just more impressive um, physically, uh, athletically, and then Kawhi was like silently slitting everyone's throat all game and Ding up Giannis at the end. It was it was really really impressive. I feel like- Kawhi, and I think it just he's the best player in the league. I feel like in our All-Star draft, I dominated you. You mocked my Ben Simmons pick, and Ben Simmons very good in the All-Star game. You missed the number one overall pick. It should have been Kawhi Leonard, who was my number one overall pick. And oh. you you failed to take Chris Paul, who also had a very that, good All-Star That game. is all luck right there, Tyler. You're going to take credit for Chris Paul being a, a ball hog and well, hey, uh, playing well, the entire fourth quarter when he should not have been in. Luka Doncic should have been in that game. What was my stat, though? He had scored double, double digits in every All-Star game. You blew that. He certainly did, but I thought it would be 11, not, you know, a 20 freaking three. You were wrong about your boy, Dante Sabonis, with a, a poo-poo two points. Hey, that was still more than some people, though, wasn't it? It was still more than two people. I'm going to have to look this up. Oh, it was the exact. It was the lowest score tied with um, the uh, great Brandon Ingram, who I who I picked. Oh, all right, all right, all right. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, he didn't Bucket, do. Well, he why did was Jimmy Buckets playing more? He Sabonis did get three offensive rebounds, so I was. I he had the opportunities to get those putbacks. He just failed to do so. I don't know. I thought it was weird. How how the minutes broke down for uh, a certain number of guys, you know, like Lowry got still got twenty eight minutes off the bench, but then Bam Adebayo and buckets and only got and Donovan Mitchell only got twelve, thirteen, and fourteen. Like that was strange. Um, the way the minutes broke down for both teams, I thought was weird. Giannis seemed super excited to pick Pascal Siakam, and he only played eighteen minutes. Like I thought that was odd. Very strange. I did like the tweet about Nick Nurse playing Kimba Walker a lot of minutes and just being like, that's how I win. <laughs> if you haven't seen Uncut Gems, you should go see it. Um, it was a very, very, I just did the math just now, Tyler. Very, a very close All-Star game um, between the two of us. You uh, really benefited from CP3 and Lowry playing way too many minutes. Um, but... You know, Sabonis really let you down. Jimmy Buckets let everybody down. Let everybody down in Chicago. I, I'm really, Russell really sad Westbrook, about that. And James you're Jordan. Mr. You're Mr. Sneaky Pick of Russell Westbrook. He really pooped the bed. Yeah, he 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 crapped the bed too. Uh, but your your boy James Harden 
uh, you know, once again, sucking absolute ass in the all-star game. Um, and I barely, I barely pull it off. Um, 158 to 154 team. Mike wins it with the dominating 21 per uh, 21 point performance from the Rudy Gobert. Why wasn't he in at the end of the game? He was playing better than Embiid. Uh, I don't know about all that, but I guess that's something. Um, yeah, it was weird. The whole minutes were weird in on both teams. They were just strange. Like, why did Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook play the second and third most and Ben Simmons play the most minutes on that team? And the starters who played the entire fourth quarter. And maybe that's why the box score I'm looking at, I don't think, counted the minutes for the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah, maybe they didn't. Because they weren't playing timed. So I'm looking at ESPNs, and I don't think it counted the minutes for the fourth quarter. I think this is only minutes in the first three quarters, potentially. Interesting. Yeah, 240, 240. Oh, that, that should add up, right? What? We'll I don't know. We'll have to do an We'll have to do an investigation. Also, like the time's going to be weird anyway because they only played they, the fourth quarter. Didn't have who knows how many minutes they played. Who, didn't, nobody knows. Um, either way, well, well it should have been one eighty a piece. So if you're looking at one that said two forty, then it was right because three times twelve times five times three is one eighty. They must have just bullshitted the rest of the numbers. But yeah, I thought the. I mean, it's always weird, right? And it's always super fluky. Like, I mean, Russell Westbrook was two for ten. James Harden was three for nine. Like, we all knew that was gonna happen. He makes two or three more of those. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's obviously changing the game. So, um, it was fun. It was good. It was down to the wire. I was actually murdering you in the first half, and I was gonna tweet about it, and then uh, you came back and got the sneaky the sneaky victory. You should have you should have tweeted about it. I was really um, quite upset in the first quarter when uh, Kawhi just. He doesn't miss. And I think that's another thing was like since the in the first half, everybody was kind of chilling, uh, you know, playing normal all-star defense, letting people shoot wide open shots. When Kawhi's like open, he doesn't miss. Absolutely doesn't miss. And he didn't in the first half. Now he had what, like 20 point 20 points in like the first quarter? Some crap like that. He had, insane. He had 25 and a half, maybe even 26 yes, he, and a half. He was on fire for sure. He barely scored in the second in the second half. Uh, just it just didn't matter. Uh, incredible game. I hope they uh, continue with the format, tweak it a little bit more to make it a little bit more interesting. Maybe get those subs in there. Um, but I'm excited about what this does to NBA All Star Weekend. Uh, I I'm always excited about NBA All Star Weekend, no matter what's going on, right? But uh, a lot when I was watching the game at a bar, and people, everybody in the bar, even the people working there, who just like people who were just at the bar who didn't care about the game at all in the, in the fourth quarter, everybody stopped what they were doing to watch the fourth quarter. It was, it was pretty cool. It was intense. It was exciting. Um, we are still in the middle of all-star break here for our, uh, not just the, the NBA, but for the fancy season as well. Uh, if you are looking forward to the beginning, uh, the, the beginning of the end, uh, the last third of the fantasy season, uh, and you want to know uh, what to do for the rest of the week, go check out our Week 16, 17 preview in the previous episode because this episode is all about rewarding our fantasy basketball 2020 great players and all-stars of the fantasy 
league season recognized by the Watching the Boxes podcast, Judges Mike and Tyler Awards Ceremony. Fourth annual, whatever I just said. Are you are you pumped about this, Tyler? Do you got your list? Do you know who you're do you know who you are voting for? Uh sure. I mean, I got a lot of lists here. A lot of lists? Oh, you did more research than me, but that is incredibly normal of you doing more way more research than me. Uh, we came out even in the All-Star game. I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy that I finally won the All-Star game. I'm still one of these days I'm gonna win the skills night. Uh, I hope so anyway. Bro, I told you. It was all strategy on my part. I wanted all the good people in the other two. I was going to give you the dunk contest. It was a strategy. It was a strategy game, and it worked out perfectly. Yeah, you um, you got me again. Uh, but we're going to go into uh, our awards for the fantasy year. We don't do just the normal awards. Like, uh, it's really easy to just be like, oh, here's the here's the MVP. It's uh. You know, it's James Harden or it's Anthony Davis. Like, uh, you, you, you can see who's at the top of the rankings. That's not how we do things around here. Uh, we can see who's the best rookie. So, you know, rookie of the year. We like to put a little flavor on it. We got uh, we got to focus on the fantasy side of things. Most surprising guys, the biggest leap. Uh, you know, some of the sleepers from the earlier the year, the worst draft pick. We're going to get into all of those. But I want to start with the most, I think the most prestigious award in um fantasy basketball all-star awards um the most improved player it it's um it really is um do you want to call this award the leap tyler like who oh, took the leap this year the leap yeah. the leap's real the leap's a real thing yeah so this is the most prestigious award in all-star uh all-star voting for fantasy basketball who took that leap who uh, and you can. This is kind of like uh, like when you do MVP. It's like, well, he's the best player on a team. Was he the most valuable player on a team? What does value mean? And it's the same with the leap. What does elite mean? Is it you know uh, you know like who are the nominees for the leap? You know, is 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 Dante uh, Devante Graham? Is he uh, a, a contender? Yeah, he. I think he's probably one of the nominees. He went from nobody to a standard league player. That's a leap. I would say the leap. If you want to say it, the leap, I would say there's four. four there's, there's four. Okay, f- there's five nominees for this war. If you ask me, uh, right, Trey let me Young. Trey Young okay. has become a top five player. Trey Young. Trey Young had a very good season last year. I don't know if I would put him in the, my my top five. Yeah, but he's a top five player right now, so I would say he's taken a, a massive leap. Um, Devin Booker, who's the sixth ranked player right now. Ooh, interesting. Um. Brandon Ingram, who's the 13th ranked player right now. These, uh, Luka, these are rankings from hashtag basketball.com with no turnovers, correct? Yes. And then you got Luka Doncic and Bam Adebayo, who are also – I mean, Bam Adebayo is probably the guy who took the biggest leap because he was not much of anything until they traded Whiteside, right? And now he's a top 20 player? Bam Adebayo is shaping up to be one of the – I mean, one of the – best fantasy players in the league he does things as a center that nobody else does he seems to be getting better as the season goes along um you know i'm i'm hesitant to not give this award to luka Doncic, even though his leap is maybe less significant than the others um i think it's potentially the most impressive one simply because of what he's had to 
do this season. Um, you're you're looking at a guy, fantasy wise, right? Um, scoring almost thirty points, almost ten rebounds, almost nine assists with a steal, shooting forty six percent. You can build. A, he's 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 basically one of the a triple double guy that you don't have to worry about punting anything. Like you don't have to do Ben Simmons and punt your free throws. Luka Doncic is going to be someone who's a first round pick, um, probably moving forward for years and years to come. Yeah, no, I mean, I tried to to tell a lot of people at the beginning of the season, like he was a fine pick where he was going, and then some people, you know, were on the board that it was way too high, and I mean, he's been better than anyone's expected. I'd like to give an honorable mention to um, John Collins, though. John Collins has been playing as like a top ten, top ten player. Uh, now he yeah, gets he, a lot of his his bonus from his field goal. He got suspended for taking PDs. I mean, come on. Ooh, wow, that's man, Tyler, that's cold. Doing I mean, you can't. John Collins, like, dude, he's played half the games. Are you are you giving uh, the leap the the leap award to Luca or you do you got another pick? I told you I'm giving it to Bam out of bio. Give it to Bam. Okay, we got joint winner. Bam in totals ranks 14th on the season. He's good. I mean, he's very. very so good. that's a leap from he before the season wasn't even owned on most fantasy leagues, and now he's a top 20 player. Like to me, that's that's the leap. I think that's super fair. Um, I don't think Bam Bio is going to be a first-round pick next year, but I think that's okay. Like, it's still an incredible achievement for what, what he's done, an absolutely incredible achievement. All right. Now we're going to go to one of my favorite awards is the um, Waiver Wire MVP. This guy came off the waivers at the beginning of the season, maybe even the middle of the season, and changed the landscape of your team, um, I think there's at least a couple players you can um, you can throw that you can throw out there. If you were in certain leagues, Brandon Ingram probably came off your waiver wire, but I don't, I don't think he qualifies. Do you think Brandon Ingram qualifies? No, looking at uh, ADPs from both ESPN and Yahoo, he was picked right around 105th. So I don't think he was. It would have to be a really shallow league or everyone in your league would just have to hate Brandon Ingram. Well, I might just be in a league where everybody everybody happens to hate Brandon Ingram, which uh, not, not surprising there. Um, one of the top, I'd say, nominees in this category is Devontae Graham. I mentioned him before. I actually th- thought he should be a, could be a leap category guy. Um, I'd say I, mean, I, I don't even was Devontae Graham even drafted? Was he even drafted in any league? I don't really think so. Um, so here's the guys I would go with. Um, I will answer your Devontae Graham question if you really want to know. Devontae Graham was not drafted in any leagues, really. Absolutely, um, shocking. And he, he's probably the answer. Uh, honorable mentions would go to Dennis Schroeder, who is 45th in totals. Yeah, hashtag rankings. Uh, Nemanja Bialica, who's forty sixth. Okay. And I don't think he was drafted in many leagues. Um, and then let's see here. Let's see if I can find somebody else. I'd give, I'd give it. A, I'd give one Rashawn to Holmes. Uh, Rashawn Holmes. Absolutely, definitely, Rashawn Holmes. I think he still qualifies. I'd even. I'd even give one to Maxi Kleba. I don't think he's uh, 
changing the game, but you know, shout out to him for coming coming out of nowhere as well. Yeah, so there's there's a couple guys there, but I think Devontae Graham's probably the winner in this. Now, obviously in certain fantasy leagues, he hurts you quite a bit with his um terrible field goal percentage, but um he's so good everywhere else. It's hard not to go for him. Um all right. Don't do rookie of the year, Tyler, but we do want to do a rookie award. Um rookie award for most likely end up drafted in the first round or in the first two rounds and actually finish in the first two rounds for a season whose name is not Zion Williamson or John Morant because those guys actually got drafted in this draft. I'm talking about outside of your top big tier name, John Morant, Zion Williamson. Which one of these rookies here has the most staying power could be a top tier fantasy player? Is that the award name right there? That are you patenting that award? That's the entire <laughs> oh. award. It's on the trophy. I got the trophies made. It's on the trophy. All right. All right. Fair, fair. Um very expensive. Yeah. Engraving is an expensive um art, apparently. Um, that's a good question. Um, to be a top, top tier guy, I don't know that anyone's really going to push that, at least that I've seen. Um, Brandon Clark's got a fun fantasy game, but does he ever really get the minutes to be uh, a first or second round pick? I don't I don't know about that. Um, so, so that's a name I'll mention. I don't know. I'm not I'm struggling to say that anyone is a, is a second, first or second round pick at, at any point from this draft. I don't, I don't really love this draft class, to be honest with you. I think that's kind of the like that's kind of the point is like is this draft class at all well, going and, to be good? Here's, here's the other um, thing I'll say: like I don't know that Zion ever super stays healthy enough to be worthy of that pick um, for a full season. Yeah. So I might say John Morant's the only one. <laughs> John Morant's probably got the best upside here. Zion's definitely going to get picked over John Morant even next year, year after that, year after that. Zion really could, if he stays healthy, be an absolute all-star. Outside of those two guys, I think my, two my, guys. my favorite. Go ahead. My favorite rookies are Brandon. Clark. Like you're saying, Brandon Clark's my, one of my favorite rookies. Um, Michael Porter Jr. Are we going to count him as a rookie? Do I get allow? Do I get an allowance for him to be a rookie? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I don't consider him a rookie because I only consider. It really guys they were picked in 2019 personally. Um, that's fair, that's fair. Um, he's got, I, I think, upside potential. And, um, I'm keeping an eye, rookie sleeper, keeping an eye on PJ Washington. That's fair, that's fair. He's got a good fantasy game because he's like we mentioned, he can get the block and the steal. Um, the two guys I'd say that could do it maybe would be, and it would be kind of in, in the way Whiteside's doing it this year. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Um, would be Jackson Hayes and potentially Gogo Pataze. Like if those two ever become starting centers for a team, maybe block enough shots, grab enough rebounds, score enough points that they could, you know, kind of end up being a, a first or second round value. Is that is a good? I like that call. That's a very very deep deep call. I like that a lot. Uh, let's move on to the sleeper awards. Every year, there's a group of sleepers that uh, that the uh, fantasy world is talking about and we're gonna have to pick who is the best sleeper who is the worst sleeper which usually leads to an argument on who was a sleeper who wasn't a sleeper and i think that's perfectly fine that's the point of the award 
Um, want to start with best sleeper or worst sleeper? Um, well, always best first. I think the two best sleepers were were Bam and and SGA. I think they've both been awesome. Yeah, SGA has been uh, fantastic. I think Bam, you know, takes this award officially, um, just because he was kind of everyone's pick to be that guy. You know, oh, I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to take a swing on Bam. You were rewarded. You were absolutely rewarded with a pick on Bam. Um, I'm not sure if Fred Van Fleet qualifies as a sleeper. Why Why does he not qualify as a sleeper? Because there are a lot of hype around Fred Van Fleet going. There was a little, I guess, a little bit of hype. Not a lot. No, 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 no. I don't think there was a ton. Um, so I got worse sleeper, too, if you want to hear that, because I don't think this is a question. Right, yeah. let's, go to, let's go to worse. Ooh, now th- this is you have a long-standing vendetta against Mitch Rob. We were one hundred percent on the forefront of the don't reach or even draft Mitch Rob in your first, uh, you know, four rounds. Don't don't do it. Just don't do it. And and I don't care what the numbers say. Like the numbers say pretty much that he's been pseudo worthy of you know that roster spot. But he's been pretty bad. Like he's hurting your team in a lot, a lot of ways. If you drafted him, no threes, nine point two points, half an assist. Like you drafted him in the top twenty. That's that's hurting you a lot. That's absolutely killing you. I mean, the, really, the only the only person who's probably killing you more is like if you drafted Steph Curry in the top, you know, top three, top four. And that's that, to me that like that goes. We're not even having an award for most devastating thing that happened this season. It's, it's Steph Curry, um, most devastating owner, most devastating injury was definitely Steph Curry because you probably already um, picked him in the top three, and you you're gonna miss a whole season. He had played what four games, um, so yeah, that was not great. I, I don't think I can argue with uh, Mitra being worse sleeper. Uh, is would is D'Angelo Russell considered a sleeper, or was he considered? Would you consider him just kind of established? No, I think, I think he, he might. Was, I don't think he was a sleeper this year because he was picked in like the top thirty. Like I don't think you've picked him in the top thirty. Um, after having a top thirty season, I don't think he was because he had a top thirty think, season the year before. That leads into worst pick. Then, um, I would say D'Angelo Russell has to be. In there, um, we're not counting Steph Curry. That he's got his own specialty. Well, and Kyrie Irving, him in that, right? I mean, we just heard that he had another setback with that shoulder, and I would guess yeah. that probably means he's done for the year, maybe. Um, so he was a top twenty pick too. Um, obviously, that did not work out well. I think Buddy Heald. That's pretty disappointing. Buddy Heald's been pretty pretty mediocre. He might have a decent second half though. I think he uh, potentially, uh, old buddy, could um, could turn it around a little bit in, in in the second half. I have a little faith in him, but still, very disappointing showing from him. Uh, very very high. I mean, on ESPN, he was going 16th, and in Yahoo League's 29th. Like that's not been good because he's played what 10 games so far. And that's bad. That's Brett Draymond, Draymond Green. That's also bad. Uh, who do you want to go with for worst? Just worst pick. Like I, I wasted, I wasted my pick. It's always hard for me to say it's the injury guys. Like I'd much rather find someone for the worst pick that just hasn't been very good. Yeah, that's just been um, kind of shit in the bed everywhere. Yeah, because I always feel like 
like you can't no one can de determine who's gonna get hurt and who's not i mean like no one can see the future um so i always like to go for someone that i'm just like ah oh, man you you just really haven't played that good so um the draymond one is great because you know he was picked in the top 35 and he hasn't played but some of them i don't even know it's been injuries i think the Warriors has just been like kind of sitting him out and telling him he can't play and and so that one i think is is definitely up there buddy Heald, that's another good one um d'angelo russell also right up there Julius randall who's who's coming on strong a little bit now um but he started the season pretty terribly so i would i would go with the, that type of guy i like that i like that uh I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in on that. Yeah, injuries are disappointing. They're always disappointing. But uh, Draymond Green, he should be out there. He should be playing. Uh, he's not. And it's if you if you built a team around, even if you built a team around his type of play, you're still just probably struggling because he's not giving you anything that he, you thought he was possibly going to give you this season. So that that is trash. That is a bad one. Um, here's this is my this is my second favorite award. Of might be my favorite award actually. I'm taking back my less favorite award, Tyler. This is my favorite award. This is the uh, biggest waiver wire whore of the season. Guy who's ended up on every single team. He's getting around. He's getting around the league. He's on everybody's roster. Everybody's taking their turn on him. Everybody's getting a, a little piece of the action. Who who's the guy who's been picked up and dropped um, the most? You'd say in, in a standard league who kind of dabbles between being on and off at all times who who do you got as the waiver wire horror of the year oh man so this is always a fun award because i, I feel like there's a lot of different directions um you can go with this uh i feel like dwight howard might be in the running for this because the weights the whites kind of having a, a good season where he's blocking some shots and getting some rebounds for the lakers but then he has like a game where he plays like eight minutes and people are like, oh, God, man, I, I got to drop the white. And then someone else picks him up because the white's actually doing fairly well. Um, so I think he might be in the, in the running for that this year. Uh, that's probably be my pick. I think there's been a lot of guys, obviously, that, that get picked up and dropped. And some of them it's because of injury. Like, you know, he misses a couple games, so he gets dropped. Um, someone else picks him up. He misses a couple games, you know. Um, seen a lot of hot streaks. I think um, one I see, uh, I've seen a bit up until recent was Chris Dunn. You know, I think people are still, well, including people, including Jim Boylan, the coach of the Chicago Bulls, is still trying to figure out how a point guard works on the Chicago Bulls. So, uh, you know, sometimes Chris Dunn's been hot, sometimes he's been not. He's always getting good steals, but sometimes you're just like, oh, I can't deal with this, you know, six points and, you know, two assists, even if he gets a steal. Uh, I've seen him flying on and off of rosters a lot. Uh, OG and Anobi was one guy who's he's he was hot and then he was cold. Now he's getting a little hot again, but he's cold. Um, I I think I like Chris Dunn the most out of this one as, as being the waiver wire horror of the year. Um, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them out there this year. I think it's been a good it's been a good year for waiver wire players. Or bad year, well, yeah. however you want to look at it, really. Well, I think there's just been there's been a good group of guys that um, have all been pseudo valuable. You know what I mean? They're like if you're in a standard kind of ten or twelve team league, there's a lot of there's a lot of options to pick from on a daily basis, and so you know people are picking up and dropping guys a lot. Which is good. Yeah, I'd actually give a consolation uh, waiver wire horror uh, award to the entire Golden State Warriors. That's fair. Alec Burks was really good, actually. Now that he's on the Sixers, I don't know if that's going to keep up, but. Um, 
Alec Burks produced some really good stats and, and was kind of passed around because everyone's like, oh, can Alex Burks should I keep this up? Because Alex Burks has Alec Burks has teased us for years, right? And he was actually really good in Golden State. He was actually putting it on there. He's uh, almost certainly just uh, going to be back up and just not worth the time or the effort. Uh, our final awards, our personal awards, Tyler. What has been um, your personal? Uh, we'll, end, we'll end on a good note. What has been your per- worst, uh, most disappointing thing that happened to you this season? Oh, that's happened to me. Um, I don't know. I mean, nothing too too bad. I I wouldn't say has happened. Um, my Mike Conley love that didn't work out. Um, oh. Still think Mike Conley very good player. Just um, his fit was not not been fantastic in um, Utah, and so I guess that's probably been my worst one. Um, I think my most disappointing is is a is a twofold because I had a lot of faith in this player. I drafted him in a lot of a lot of leagues, but I also had a lot of faith in this player in real life too. His name's Lowry Markkinen, and uh, I'm holding out faith that uh, it's just incredibly bad coaching from Jim Boylan is the reason he. Uh, I mean, this kid had a, like an almost like a 30 point game in his first game. And uh, just disappeared. They didn't run plays for him. Now he's injured. Uh, Larry Marketing, I said he was going to be a top 50 player this year. I drafted him like he's going to be a top 50 player. And um, it's been a big disappointment. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And the final is another personal award. What has been your favorite, uh, your favorite pick, your favorite call, just your favorite thing that maybe your favorite trade, favorite thing that happened to you this year? Um, yeah, I mean, so good to watch it. Him being amazing has it's been awesome. He's been an uh, absolute joy to watch. How about that? He really has. Uh, yeah, so, like, I, I, I was going to ask you this question because Scott talked about it a lot during All-Star Weekend. You know, Chris Paul made the comment about he, he doesn't miss a Mavericks game because he loves watching Luka. And, and so, and that was, like, you know, back and forth between a lot of players, you know, just reporters asking, like, you know, who's your favorite player or, or whatever. So let's hear it, Mike. I know, you, I know you love to watch a lot of basketball. Let's hear your top five can't-miss players. If this team – is playing you're oh. tuned in on just to see maybe this one player. So what do you, what do you got? Who's your top five? five? All right. Well, first off, let me, let me reward my favorite uh, guy this year. Uh, Kelly Oubre jr. I really went in on Kelly Oubre jr. And I'm very, very proud of him for being as good as he has been this season. Um, so that is my favorite one, but this is, I like this question a little better. Top five, most, uh, must cannot miss, must watch guys in the league. Uh, Luca is in my top five. He has to be. He's that good. He's Luca Doncic. He's he's incredible. John ja Morant is in my top five. He's actually in my top to five too. That dude. That I dude is a freak. Ja he's a freak already. I love it. I love watching him. Um, I I think he's I think he's fantastic. It's he's an incredibly exciting player. Um, man, I guess. I I I know this is going to sound boring, but like Kawhi Leonard is the best player in basketball, and so I really enjoy watching Kawhi Leonard kind of like surgically break people down. Maybe not every single night when they're like blowing them away, but in in games with that are going to be good, I want to watch Kawhi Leonard play basketball. I love watching the Clippers because you get to see Kawhi Leonard, and then when Kawhi Leonard exits the floor. You get to see Lou Williams, who just that dude. That dude's always been one of my favorite players, just because 
he can just straight out get a bucket on anybody. Absolutely. He's um he's it's a, they're they're the best team in the league in my opinion. I think it's hard to say you don't want to watch that team. Um man, rounding out my top 5 kind of kind of tough, kind of tough. Um at a principle I cannot say anybody on the Chicago Bulls. Um I've been I've can't say that I'm going out of my way to watch this guy even though I guess that's the 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 um the name of the uh the award here but uh every time i do get to watch shea gildress alexander i i'm like fascinated with what he's going to be so i'm very intrigued with him yes he he's amazing uh my other guys Giannis. i mean you, it's hard to miss a box game nowadays um the bucks are fun and and i would say devin booker devin booker's in my top five i just love watching devin booker okay. i think he's just i like that amazing. i absolutely devin like that Giannis. Especially when Lillard's cooking like he's been lately before he hurt that groin. He's one of the most fun players in the league to watch just because when he gets hot, man, like he's shooting it from the damn midcourt line, the logo, 10 feet behind the three-point line, and he is just spanking shot after shot after shot. And you're and that's like, not fair. Oh. Dame, is, Dame I, I think, is disqualified because he's he's the, at the top of the must-watch list. I mean, he has, he's, he's got Dame time. Like it's It's like an actual thing. You get alert. Yeah. You get alerts on your phone that says Dame, Dame fourth quarter. You gotta go turn the game on. Like he's 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 graduated beyond must watch. He is he is watch. Just watch. He's watch. Yeah. So that that's that's my list. I just feel like those are the guys. Um, you gotta just see what they're up to, and they're they're fun. There's a, a lot of really fun guys in the league, though. I will say that. Like um, watching Carl Anthony Towns is super fun, just because like. That dude can do some things that that no other man that big can do. Um, He's yeah, Carthay Towns. If you haven't seen Carthay Towns in person, you should. It's really incredible to see him run around screens, hit threes, do things that someone that size should not be able to do. It's incredible. Yeah, and that, I mean, like, there's a lot of a lot of really fun guys. So I, I feel like basketball's in a good place, and it's been a weird year. Like we talked about a lot. Like there's been a lot of injuries to really big name players. And yet, still, there's been a ton of great basketball, so it it's cool. It's been really strange. Like, there's obviously tons of injuries, and in, including to some of the biggest names in, in basketball. And I'm finding this one of the most enjoyable seasons uh, in a very, very long time. Even though the Bulls are one of the worst teams in the league, like th- those things shouldn't add up. A lot of injuries, and my favorite team sucks. I'm enjoying this season um, a ton, and I'm enjoying this fantasy basketball season a ton. And I hope everybody else out there, I hope you are as well. Uh, thank you for all the support so far this season. It's been great. I hope you enjoyed your fan, uh, your fantasy all-star week, your regular all-star week. Um, and we got the home stretch coming up here really, really soon. Uh, hashtag basketball.com is going to have a ton of content out there for you. Uh, we're still going to be here pumping out our normal shows. But if you want us to get into – uh, keeper leagues. Uh, if you want us to get into uh, specific playoff things um, and off-season stuff, it's never too early to start thinking about the off-season next year. That's one of the, my favorite things to do in my keeper leagues and my dynasty leagues. Um, hit us up. You can find me on Twitter at Watch the Boxes. Tyler, where can they find you? Uh, Tyler P. Wands. It's on Twitter. Uh, if you got questions about your league, you got questions about pickups, you got questions. If your trade window is still open, now's the time to make those trades. Uh, if you really want to support the show, check us uh, out on Patreon, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. 
Thank you all the patrons out there. Thank you all the listeners out there. And we will see you soon for the restart of the basketball season. Have a great one, everybody. And take it easy. Thank you.